0: aloha people of god it's your brother mike dillard coming at you live and direct from honolulu hawaii welcome to fully submitted with brother mike hey so y'all know how i do it this is a live and dynamic podcast right wherever the message comes up that's why i'm putting it down wherever i get it that's why i spit it so let's hit it it is 12:34 in the a.m i just got done doing some more cardio i'm not playing. I'm going to absolutely destroy this excess body fat on my body, the temple of the Most High God. I'm not playing. So I might do cardio like two, three times a day. I'm not playing. So anyway, I'm on my way back. It's probably like a three-mile walk. So I done walked like the other mile and a half, and I'm on the way back. And I was just thinking about how good God is. Oh, title for this, You Missing Out. That's the title. You Missing Out. OK, <laughs> uh, let me, let's pray right quick. Father, thank you so much for this opportunity to lift up my brothers and sisters around the world before you. These are your children, Father. These are your children. Father, you have so much for them, but they just don't know. They read it in the Bible, but they don't believe they don't believe father. See, if they believe they would go for it, Lord God, grant them the faith. Grant them the faith to believe, Lord, and take your word at face value. When you say a thing, that is what you mean. It's what you mean. So God, please help them. I also pray that you give me the grace to deliver this message accurately, forgive their sins and my sins in the name of Jesus. And thank you so much for just being on this podcast with us and speaking through me to the family, our family. Uh, that's it. (laughs) I ask these things in Jesus name and I consider them done. Amen. Thank you, Daddy. I love you. Love you. I love the Lord. He done heard my cry. (laughs) Okay. So anyway, like I said, I'm walking on the street. It's, it's past 1230 in the morning. And I was just thinking about God's goodness and how, you know, I was looking over my family and it seems like the Lord has given my family the entire range of spiritual gifts the full gamut right but the only gift that seems to be missing is interpretation of tongues now I noticed this quite some time ago but I would I didn't commit to praying about it I was kind of half nah you know I prayed I ain't pray I pray ain't you know, every now and then I might pray about it but recently I really I just really made up my mind right I said you know I'm gonna go for this thing right I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take time and seek the Lord on the threshing floor, which Sister Courtney, I don't know if y'all watch her, but she's on YouTube, uh, A Fresh Word, that's, that's her YouTube channel, it's a prophetic channel, and she's accurate too, but she always talks about the, the threshing floor, which is essentially you spending time before the Lord on your face, literally on your face on the carpet or the floor, whatever it is, right? I used to just go face down on the carpet. Now I actually put a towel down. Right. But I'm still there on the floor. That's that's the lowest point that I can get before the Lord. You you know what I'm saying? So I remember when I thought back in the day like that, that stuff really didn't matter. Right. It really doesn't matter to lay on the floor before the Lord. You know, that's just a fact. But I remember one time, you know how you go through the Bible and you may have read it I've, I've read through the entire bible several times you know so but you know how sometimes you've read something but it's been so long since you read it it's almost like you never read that before Like i didn't even know this was in the bible right so he the holy holy spirit was kind of taking me on a journey through the bible i know what it was thank you I, I saw something online somebody had done the research i didn't do the research somebody had done the research and they wrote this article online a christian about lying uh, what's it called lying not prone but prostate thank you prostrate thank you lying prostrate before the Lord I never really knew what that meant but what this person had done in their research they researched like praying you know different times they they fell on their face or they were praying before God and and what, what came up out of the study was that was the norm. That was the norm. So you look at some other religions like, uh, let's say, Islam, where those people are on their face. right? That That's really how Christianity used to do it. Right. That was a common thing because God is holy. He's so holy. So they already knew. Get on their face before God. Right. That's that's the lowest you can get before God. OK. Uh, while you're on this physical planet, just you can bow, but. That's one thing. But to put your face on the ground, to like lay flat on the ground, your nose is kind of smashed up. I mean, you know, it's it's not a very comfortable position. But it is a very humbling position. You know, you laying on the floor, you know, you ain't running nothing. You are inferior to God, okay? He loves you, but you're inferior to Him, right? You know, in that position, you ain't running nothing, okay? (laughs) You're, You're lying on the floor before Him. And you are you know you're lying there and he knows you're lying there because you're acknowledging how great he is, right? You're acknowledging how low you are before him. That, see, that's the proper posture to receive from God, right? And so I, I made up my mind recently. I'm going back to the threshing floor. I said, okay, I set my time up. I'm not saying this to brag, but y'all know I'm a transparent person. I'm sharing this stuff with you so you can learn. That's the whole point of the podcast, right? For mature Christians. I am a mature Christian. I'm a seasoned Christian. The Holy Spirit has trained me in these things. But there's many Christians that don't know this stuff. So, and they say the church is not teaching it. So he sent me out here to do it. Okay. So here you go. So this was the primary way to pray before God. It's how Christians got things done, right? They humble themselves before the Lord. They sought his face, face down on the ground. Right. Right. Prostrate before him. It's a humbling position, which the Lord honors. Right. When you when you bow yourself before the Lord, he lifts you up. You have to know this about God. There's certain things you you, no human can really know God all the way. Right. But, you know, certain aspects about God, you know, you know, certain aspects about his about his character and his personality about his ways about his laws about how God thinks about things right when you spend time with him then you know these things then you know these things but if you don't spend time with him you're just gonna be getting you know second or third hand information from the world which is polluted and diluted and corroded and just wrong right but anyway so what happens is this when you take the time out to seek the Lord the Bible says here we go now I'm remembering the scripture early on Holy Spirit thank you Hebrew Hebrews 11 verse 6 right but without faith it is impossible to please him him being God for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him see it's that last part that I was just thinking about, which, spur, which spurred this podcast, right? And my conversation with Holy Spirit. See, when you seek the Lord, most people, when they seek him, they're just, you know, they seeking him because, you know, we love him. So we're seeking him, right? But here's the thing. The scripture also says that, you know, you can diligently desire the other spiritual gifts, right? So just because... You know, you're not born with a particular gift, say prophecy or evangelism or singing or whatever it is, right? right? It doesn't mean that you can't have that gift. You know, in the New Testament, we're encouraged, right, to to desire these gifts. You and the thing is most people don't even they don't add two and two together. This is again really what sparked this this discussion. I know that God is a reward of them that seek him disease. I know that. I know that, right? But usually when I would seek him, I would think, you know, there's, it's one of these things where I knew it, but I didn't know it, right? So it's like, I know there's a serious matter. There's something I need to answer to, you know? I'm going to seek the Lord on it. And that's where, you know, I used to always tell you, right? Prayer is not just one and done. It ain't a one and done thing. Like, I I prayed, I said the prayer, and now I'm just waiting for the Lord. It's like, "Mm, no. You know, now can God answer? By God, I mean the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Can can God answer you after you prayed the first time? Yeah, He can. Sometimes He does, but more often than not, He allows you to seek Him on the matter, right? Because as you're seeking Him, there are certain things in your heart that's getting cleaned away that He's He's dealing with, right? And He's helping you to focus you know, and recalibrating your focus to look at him accurately, right? And all of these things that was kind of clogging up your spiritual system, so to speak, it gets dealt with, right? So, yeah, he, he could answer you the first time, but more often than not, it's been my experience that he did not answer me the first time, right? And and I have to seek him on the matter. And this is where you find the joy of the seeker. I've often said that before, right? I, I When I... Uh, I, will, I was leading up to starting my first company. I remember realizing that I, I needed to start a company, right? Because job security was, a, was an illusion at best. I understood that based on the nine to five I was working at. And so I, I began praying to the Lord in a way that I had never prayed to him before. And I prayed for months, literally months. I think I prayed two months. My ego probably wants to say I prayed like three months. But OK, let's just say two months. OK. But I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and 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 I was focused on him and I was focused on the subject that I was bringing to him, which was about starting a company. Right. What type of company do I start? What do I do? Or What do you want me to do? What do you have for me? So even though that was primarily why I came to him, what started happening was. I kind of forgot, like, my, my reason to come to the Lord was second. It, it wasn't even primarily on my forefront anymore because God's goodness and the presence of, of the Lord and the joy that I was receiving from him. It was so much and so powerful. I remember one time, like, I, I finished praying almost and I was like, oh, yeah, Lord. And, oh, yeah. And by the way, you know, oh, Lord, remember this, too. Right. And it occurred to me, whoa. I forgot why I had come to him. He's so good. <laughs> He's so good. And there's a joy that comes, the joy of the seeker. Now, that's not what the Bible the Bible doesn't call it the joy of the seeker. That's what I term, the joy of the seeker. Right. That's what I called it because I realized there really is a gift in seeking him, which is far beyond why you sought him in the first place. In his presence, the Bible says there is fullness of joy. So, you know, I, I learned this thing in business to where, you know, people that are used to doing business there, they don't always just get right to business. Right. They, they talk. And I mentioned this before. in Hawaii, we call it talk story. Right. You're going to do business in Hawaii. You have to learn how to talk story. You we talk story in Hawaii. You know, they do the same thing in other cultures, like in Japan or whatnot. You know, they might come together and, you know, they might have sake or something like that. Right. But you just don't get down to business. Right. It's understood that y'all are going to handle the business. That's understood. Right. But the humane thing, you know, the, the the mature thing is let's talk. Let's get to know each other. Let's build that relationship. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We both know there's business. We going to handle that. That's already a foregone conclusion. It's done already we we already know we both know we're gonna handle that business that's not an issue but let's let, right right now hey let's let's talk right let's sit down have some food talk chit chat how the family right? talk story and then after you get done talking story then oh yeah the business yeah yeah what you need again yeah. oh no problem here let me give me let me i'll go ahead and sign that contract right now here you go right that's how it is with the lord you have to understand it's already a yes god already said yes before you came to Him, it was already yes and amen. All the promises of God in Christ Jesus are yes and amen. Amen is it's finished. Yes and amen. Yes, it's finished. Yes, excitedly yes. He said yes. So you got to know when you come to Him. He already said yes, right? But He wants you to deepen your relationship with Him. God is a a God of intimacy, right? He's a personal God. He's not an impersonal God. He is a personal God. He is your God. And this is why, you know, God's not going to judge you and throw you in hell for some sin that somebody else did. Right. Or throw one in hell. Right. God. God is a God of individuality. He he deals with you. Right. God is a God of personal accountability. Right. Well, so and so is doing that. Well, so what they doing that? what that got to do with you and me. Right you follow me (laughs) right there's a scripture i'm paraphrasing but there's a scripture where jesus was talking to one of his disciples right and uh (laughs) i don't recall if it was john or whoever it was but i think he was i think it was peter and john i think he was talking yeah he was talking to peter i believe this was after he was um you know he had kind of reinstated peter like you know peter do you love me feed my sheep peter do you love me feed my sheep peter do you love me feed my sheep right so after that and then peter looked at john whom was the disciple that jesus loved or that the lord loved and he said what about him (laughs) right this just that's how people are hey what about him right and and jesus jesus thing was what basically basically don't worry about him what what that got to do with you right if i want him to stay alive until i come back what does that mean what's that got to do with you you follow me right in other words and, you know, I am i have a relationship with you. What somebody else does is neither here nor there. They may very well be in sin, but I'm I'm your God. Right. I'm going to deal with you. Right. So the Lord is a God of uh, uh, personal accountability. Right. He is a very personal God. He is a God of relationship. You have to understand he's a loving God. He created man in his image. It's a family. Right. With his children. Right. So he wants a relationship with us. Okay, that's one of the reasons, one of the reasons why he placed Holy Spirit inside of us. Right. To be so close to us. Right. Now, he is a God truly that is closer than our breath. Holy Spirit is inside of us. Right. Breath is physical. The Holy Spirit is spirit. So he is closer to us than our breath, literally. Right. So have to remember that right he wants a relationship with you it's about intimacy and this is why when you seek him right and i always tell you this it's just like any other relationship in a sense right look if somebody is telling you if somebody is courting you sisters if a guy is trying to get with you they're courting you you know you're you're not just taking what what they say right you're looking at their actions oh baby i love you right (laughs) Oh really mighty funny cuz you don't call me you never come visit me you don't bring me no candy you don't bring me no flowers no perfume right it's like nah you ain't trying to be with me right and it works the same way with with the guys right you know it's we don't just look at what people say but we look at what they do and even though the Lord is God and he knows everything right he knows everything guess what. But our relationship is real time with him. He sees everything, but we still have a real time relationship with him. Right. Where we are right now, not further down the time stream in our lives, but right now. Right. Are you willing to put in the work to be with the Lord right now? Are you willing to show him like, Lord, I know that you're God and you could give me a bunch of stuff, but you, the stuff is not really the reward. You're my reward. You know, I want you. I want you, you know, that's not to say I'm not going to be happy with the gifts that you give me. But really, Lord, you're my gift. I tell the Lord all the time. Lord, you're my reward, Lord. You know, now, please don't not, you know, don't not give me no gifts because, (laughs) you know, because I say you're my reward and I mean that I'll be happy with that stuff. But the truth of the matter is the gifts don't replace the gift giver. Right. They can never take the replace of the Lord in my life, at least. Right. The stuff is nice. But what I get from the Lord, it's just it's just so much. Again, he is so vast, y'all. He's just wow. He's so much. He's so much. Right. And the the love that he has for you. You know, people are looking for love. I don't care what they say. Right. People are looking for love. And, and, And in many different ways, they just don't realize that's what they're looking for. And everything doesn't lead to sex and relationship, but there are things that people are looking for. There's uh, emotional things that people are looking for, love and acceptance. Right. Things like this. Right. You get that. By being with the Lord. Right. Because people are shallow people and even people that aren't shallow. They're still limited. They're people. Right. They're fallible. Right. So. They're not always going to be able to meet your needs. Maybe they're just tired or maybe they're the people that always pour into somebody else and nobody pours into them. And so sometimes they're not going to be able to show up for you because they don't show up for themselves. Right. And they're going to run out, not run out on you, but they're going to run out of strength or they just won't be able to pour into you. Right. But see, when you come to the Lord, it's different. He created you. He created you in love. Right. Number one, no matter how you got here. Oh, you know, if you were a child born out of wedlock or if you was a child, that was born out of, you know, heaven forbid, out of rape or whatever it is. If you're here, right? a child can't exist without a spirit. The Lord put the spirit inside the child. That child is supposed to be here. So in a sense, even if in the physical, you might say, well, you know, I wasn't created in love. You know, you have to change your mindset. Right. And this can be a very healing and cathartic word for somebody if you're willing to receive it, if you're willing to shift your mind and stop being a victim. Right. I like to say that we are not victims. okay. And even if you were a victim, guess what? It's time to move past that. Right. It's time to move past that and receive the the blessings that the Lord has given you. Right. Time to walk in those things. Right. So. You were created in love. No matter how your, your your birth came about, you were created in love because the Lord lovingly put a spirit in your body and allowed you to be born and here for such a time as this. That's love. And whatever you've gone through in the past, he's going to take that. The scripture says he's going to wipe away every tear one day. Right. But he's going to be able to take the things that you went through and use it for His glory, right? And and make it work in your favor. You were created in love, okay? God loves you. The Lord loves you. No matter what you... However you got here, right? If if this message is coming to you and you're someone that has... You struggle with this. Oh, I was born like this or that or my parents got divorced, you know. He didn't really want her. It was a one-night stand. It's like, you know what? You got to just... Throw all of that stuff away. That's irrelevant. Okay. The Lord loves you. He put your spirit in that body. He allowed you to be here. Why? Because he loves you. He has something for you. Be excited. Okay. Now, thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, going back to what I was saying. So, like I said, it had occurred to me, no one in my family has the gift of interpretation of tongues. So I set out and I said, well, Lord, I'm going to have my threshing floor time with you three in the morning. Three in the morning. Why three in the morning? Because everything has a price. Some people think, well, you can just pray to God and I'm going to get certain things. No, certain things he will give you if you just pray like any old time of day. But there's other things that it it costs, right? There's a price that has to be paid. I just heard Sister Courtney say this the other day and I was like, yep, that's so true, right? There is a price that has to be paid. So if there's certain anointings you want or certain gifts that you want in your life. You know, the Lord actually doesn't have a problem. In fact, he's rather happy to give it to you. He's happy to give it to you. Right. Why? Because it's going to glorify him. It's going to bless him. It's going to bless you. It's going to bless the people that he's giving you that gift for because the gift is for service. He will do it. He wants to do it. The problem is that his children won't seek him on it. They won't seek him. So one, they don't even know Or believe that if they, you know, that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. They don't really even think what that means. Right. So this this is the first thing. First problem. The second problem is this. They don't know that he will give them those gifts, but that's how they have to access it. They don't know that there's a price to pay. They don't understand that. Right. Because they haven't really spent a lot of time with him. So they haven't learned his ways. Right. When you learn his ways, then you understand like David. Look at David. After David sinned by counting, counting the fighting men. Right. And, and then, you know, the plague fell on Israel and people were dying and whatnot. You know, when David, David wanted to make a, a, an offering unto the Lord at the, at the threshing floor. Here we go. The threshing floor. Right. Um, he wanted, you know, the guy wanted to just give him the threshing floor. The one that owned it. He said, I'll give it to you. And David said, oh, no. Right. I cannot offer to the Lord what has not cost me anything. I will pay you full price for it. Right. I mean, it was an honor for that guy to give it to David. He was the king of Israel. But David said, no. Right. No. Why? Because he understood this about the Lord. I cannot give to the Lord something that didn't cost me. In other words, there was no sacrifice. There was no price paid for it. That means it's not a value. Right. I don't really value the Lord. I don't really value or or esteem the Lord in the position that he really is in. Right. When you have a great you have a king back in the day, people would always bring gifts to the king. And the greater the king, the more gifts came. Right. So you, you just don't come into the presence of a king and not bring a gift. and and how much more the king of kings right so you have to understand this right you have to understand the ways of the lord his personality his characteristics what moves the lord what doesn't move the lord right when you spend time with him you know this right it's not just from reading the bible but as you read the bible and you spend time with him holy spirit starts to show you the different nuances the different layers of his personality right then you understand oh this is what he wants me to do see it's so very obvious and again this is what sparked his pause like lord i know that you're a god who rewards those i seek him daily i know that but really the light bulb didn't just it didn't come on until just now as i was walking i'm like of course i have the gift to interpret tongues. Of course you gave that to me. Now I'm not walking in it right now. right? I still need to seek him more in the matter. But it's a done deal already. Why? Because that's who the Lord is. I made the decision. To seek him diligently. I understand. The Lord will give that to me. But there's a price I need to pay. Very well. I'm going to get on my face. That's one price. <laughs> and seek him every day on the matter. What's the other price? I'm getting up at 3 in the morning. Right. There is something about getting up very early in the morning and seeking the Lord. I don't really exactly know why it is, but it's, it's a powerful time, maybe because there's no distractions or, you know, because you're interrupting your sleep. You're sacrificing some sleep. And, you know, people are like, dude, some people found it odd that. I'm up. I usually get up at three in the morning anyway to pray to the Lord. But that's just something that a dynamic that me and Holy Spirit set up. So I expect He's gonna wake me up maybe like 2:50, you know, 3:10 in the morning. So it's always around. It's kind of that, that time in the morning, right? But this is different. I'm I'm setting my alarm clock to make sure I get up. Right? It's important. Um, <clears throat> but because I'm willing to pay the price. Right, because I understand that about him and I'm seeking him on the matter. It's it's a yes, it's it's a done deal. So I was like, Lord, your people need to know this. Why don't they know? They don't know this about you. Oh Lord, please help me to make a podcast. But I wasn't thinking I was gonna make the podcast while I was walking home. Now it's one oh two in the morning. I didn't think that. But here it is, it came up. I'm putting it down, right? So anyway. Just remember this. I'm almost done. Just remember this about the Lord, right? He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him, right? Get on the floor before the Lord and seek him. Even if it's early in the morning, that's the best time to do it. He'll let you go back to sleep after the fact. But take the time to seek him on the matter, okay? And then watch what he does. Watch what he does. Okay, that's it. Hey, remember, I love you with the love of the Lord, okay? Okay. Always remember, right, submit yourself unto God first, then resist the devil and he will flee from you. Until next time, aloha and be blessed.